world today Men have got to stand up strong Take the truth about themselves To understand what went wrong I know we can find a way I know we can find a way I know we can find a way Stand up Stand up Stand up Uniting the races with truth instead of dividing them with lies. We're also rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man. I'm Justin Lee Peterson. Good morning. How y'all? In my bad, I'm I'm in the studio a little bit late. I was dealing with some issues out there. We had to get the stuff working right. Um, you can get involved by calling 888-775-3773, 888-77-JESSE, J-E-S-S-E, JESSE. My biblical question for this week, and it's a doozy, the biblical question 
Which do you love more, your true life or your false life? Which do you love more, your true life or your false life? Amazing question. And the responses have been amazing. And I say that because you're thinking. Some of you are examining yourself. Amazing, huh? We have every way that you can watch and support the show listed on jessaleepeterson.com slash show. jessaleepeterson.com slash show. And you can listen to the show on your iPhone or iPad, wherever you are, wherever you're doing. If you don't have time right now to sit and watch it live, I know a lot. some of you podcast it later because you're busy. But you could be listening anyway by calling the listen line on Talk Stream Live at 641-793-1500. And don't forget to follow us. Like, ring the bell. Um, blah, blah, blah. Follow us on rumble.com slash Jesse Lee Peterson and cozy.tv slash JLP slash JLP. Cozy.tv slash JLP. All right. Amazing. And to donate... And have your comments read out loud, go to buymeacoffee. Buymeacoffee.com slash JLP Talk or rebuildingtheman.com slash J rebuildingtheman.com. So believe it or not, believe it or not, it's Friday again. I think we returned to work on Tuesday, though, huh? We didn't come on Monday. Or some of us didn't even come on Tuesday. What the? (laughs) So it was a short work week. Um, And it's Friday again. And as you know, Friday is get it off your chest day. Friday is get it off your chest day. And even though we didn't, we uh, we returned on Tuesday. I think hate returned on Tuesday, and that was it. What the? <laughs> Hassan turn, returned on Wednesday. I don't know. He black. <laughs> Amazing. So, it's a get it off your chest day. It is Friday, right? And whatever is on your mind, express yourself Friday. You Tom like a mug. You need to go to go to go to go and get yourself bleached. Because everything you say about black people and you're sitting up there looking like a tar baby. Uh, it might sound like a semantics argument, but he's a great alien. Ah! I wonder if he's been smoking pot. 
What is your biggest fear? That's right. The most dangerous terrorist threat to our homeland is white supremacy. <laughs> we need strong men, and I think many we of them... We need strong men that listen to women. That's the big difference, <laughs> ain't it? it strong men do not listen to women. new study which has found a strong link between racism and chronic poor health conditions for black and brown communities in America. <laughs> All gender restroom. Let's be fathers when I'm about to sin. <laughs> Isn't it just time for women to run the planet? I, I mean... Amazing. Now do you believe me? When I say that my country is not coming back, it's not coming back. Ideas America. Bye bye, America. Because of dumb people like that. Because of blind people like that. This black guy blaming white people about uh, for black people lacking good health. Did you ever imagine that? White people, did y'all ever think that one day you would be blamed for the poor health conditions of black people? Now do you believe me when I say that? No, 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 but most Black people believe that white people are superior. They call you white supremacy. They try to take your stuff. They try to put fear in you, and they're succeeding at that, by the way. But they try to put fear in you to take your stuff. They say that now you're responsible. They want your money because they are not able to work for themselves and build and do. They want affirmative action reparation and now they say you're to blame for, for them not being healthy. You have great power, white people. What are you afraid of with all this power? The blacks see that you have it. Why can't you see it? The blacks see white supremacy, and they're afraid of it. And they're trying to destroy it. They're calling it bad because they're jealous of it. They want you to lower your standard in, in universities and places like, you know, have to get a, a A or a B or a C uh, to get into the university. Lower those standards. That's white. You don't have to get on an airplane and act like you have sense. You got to fight. White people, black people really think you have more power than they do and that you're smarter and uh, uh, you have uh, the drive to make things beautiful and make things happen. My country is not coming back. Now you even have the power to control the health of black people. If you don't help them, they ain't going to take care of themselves. They're just going to eat more and more pig feet. Pig feet. 
P-I-G, feet. My country is not coming back. And if you don't get your priorities right, you're going to be hiding in bunkers from the blacks. You're going to find yourself digging holes underground. Oh, that's where the white people are going. It's just done on me. Remember I said that uh, because they're allowing the blacks to take over and now crime and everything is just out of control. There's nothing good happening. And, I, and I've been wondering, well, where will you go next, white people? And let me know so I can save my money and, and, and go with you on the first boat so I can buy some land while it's cheap. Because I know that once the white people go there, they're going to raise the price of the land in hopes that the blacks can't afford it. And then the blacks going to be like, oh, they're registering. <laughs> we can't get a loan from the bank to go to wherever white people are going and uh, buy some land. They are registering, and the banks are racist. Even though the banks, some years ago, let black people have a lot of money to buy some land, uh, and, and and the blacks got all that money from the banks and bought property and all kind of stuff, and then they didn't pay the bank back, and, and, and the economy crashed. Remember they had that crash? A lot of people lost a lot of money. What the? And so I figured out now it just dawned on me. Where white people are going, they're not going, even though Elon Musk trying to get up there, they're not going into outer space. They're going underground. It didn't dawn on me who we were talking about it last night, huh, sir? They are going underground. I'm going to buy me some, and it ain't no grave. They're, even though it is a grave, but it ain't no grave. They are building like beautiful major homes with swimming pools and sauna and tennis courts and and places for their dogs and horses and everything. Underground. Lord, now I got to buy me some property. Property underground. You better get your priorities straight or you're going to be moving underground as well. I wonder if you die, if you buy a a house underground, a bunker, and then you die while you're living underground, do they just open up the window and throw you out since you're already under the earth? (laughs) You don't don't have to have a funeral or anything, uh, buy a burial plot. It's just throw you already underground. Just throw the, the trash out the window. Well, lo and behold, the whites are moving underground, not above. Foss is reporting California employees will officially. Um, no, this is not the right one. I, that story coming up shortly. This is the one where um, our government. 
the government of the United States of America is doing, passing laws to make sure that legally there is nothing but confusion in America. And people are moving underground now because the whites are moving underground and they're leaving the top of the ground to the blacks to make sure. So they're passing laws to make sure that there's nothing but confusion, arguing, fighting one another. And while they're doing that, while you're fighting one another because you're too silly to pay attention to what's happening, they're, they're like building underground and doing other things. They're making money from your blindness. Listen to this, what just happened in California, as though this is what is needed in California. Of all the things, of all the laws that they could have come up with, this is the best that they can do. Foster reported that California employees would officially have protection from discrimination based on their use of marijuana. And there are people who's, who are marijuana ser, uh, uh, salespeople. That's their career. Hi, this is my son. He's 30 years old. And, oh, yeah, what do you do, son? My career, I sell marijuana. <laughs> what the? That's my career. California employees will officially have protection from discrimination based on their use of marijuana while off the clock. So now your boss can't even ask if you've been smoking some pot. Not only at home, accordingly, it will become illegal for employees to ask potential employees if they have used marijuana. Watch this from CBS. California workers will soon be protected if they use marijuana. A new law that takes effect January 1st protects workers who use cannabis when they're not on the job. For years, people would take a drug test and they would fail if they had smoked out of one of these within 30 days of taking a test. But because of this new law, you'd actually be protected if you smoke out of one of these and take a drug test tomorrow. Starting January 1st, California employers can still drug test potential and current employees. But unless a person is high when they take the test, it'll be against the law to punish them for having cannabis in their system. The new law just reinforces that employees who are using um, marijuana, smoking marijuana, she for like, recreational purposes are going to be allowed to look like it. To I do don't that. know. Isn't that amazing? And look at all female reporting the the bad news. So now employers, your employees could be high at work. And you can't say anything. Why do you think the government would pass a law like that? Is it for to bring harmony into the business or bring confusion? Who would sit around and think, you know what? I'm the government. What what can I do to make things worse? I know I'm going to get a law, a bill passed where you can 
smoke marijuana while at work or off work, and they can't ask you about it. They do a drug test, and they find out that you are high, or you were high last night. Yeah, I was high last night, and... You better get one of those bunkers while they're cheap. Sean, I need your help for a minute with this alcoholic anonymous story. This is so deep, I want to do it right. And my producer gave me an amazing story on alcoholic anonymous. Um, Isn't that amazing? They have passed a law that... Even if you took the test for drug testing, ain't nothing going to be done to you now. You are protected, not the company. Now, if you stop by a fast food place and you get a burger and you bite down on the burger and there's weed in it because the employee was too high, they thought weed with pepper And you get high, nothing you can do about it. Your boss cannot fire you because the California law says, hey, you can, you can smoke marijuana and have a high from last night. Remember when years ago when boys were boys and men were men and smoking marijuana, it didn't smell the way it smelled today and all you were able to do is just take a little piece of paper, roll it up and smoke it? Now they're smoking it out of a jar with some water. <laughs> it used to be so simple. Now they, it, 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 they smoke. Why are they smoking marijuana out of a jar with water? You ever done that? If you can say. No, sir. I've never. I've never. You can't legally ask him that. Oh, no. <laughs> I've never smoked marijuana. Oh, you never? Yeah. Wow. Nice. <laughs> you need to stay sober because you have a dog. <laughs> I'm crazy enough. I know. <laughs> You have a oh, I know you didn't. <laughs> you smoke marijuana? I have, yeah. Oh, your daddy may hear you. <laughs> <laughs> out of a jar? <laughs> what? Yes. You smoke marijuana out of one of those bent jars with water? Yep. Why? Uh, the water cools down the smoke so that when it goes into your lungs, it's easier to, you can take more smoke into your lungs. The smoke is hot? Yeah, smoke. smoke is hot going into your lungs. Yeah, it's smoke. It's hot, hot air. So the water cools it down. Really? Yeah, you put cold water in there sometimes with ice cubes. <laughs> Hell yeah! Sometimes they put well. I don't know. Right. He just playing, uh, Sean, Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dad, Mama. Dad, I've never smoked. I've never smoked weed. And ain't and ain't uh, what's your head name? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, Aunt, Aunt Pat. Shout out to Aunt Pat. Aunt Pat, he just playing. He's never smoked pie out of, out of a bottle. Yep. I definitely have not. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> How about that time when you said you smoked and then your family members came to visit you? Uh, man, I was That's stunned. funny. <laughs> that is, that's funny. Here I am getting high on the weekend. I pay my rent, I have food in for, and they show up. <laughs> I'm like, what the... But anyway, alcoholic 
Anonymous. First of all, let me introduce to you what it is. This is from Stanford. Y'all heard everybody and their mama go to alcohol and not, and they've been going for years and years. Ain't nothing getting better. Um, here, this is from Stanford. Uh, explaining what it is. Am I right about that? That's right. Okay, watch this. Alcoholics Anonymous is an international fellowship of people who have struggled with alcohol addiction. AA's approach is based on the 12 steps. Go to any AA meeting and you'll probably meet people who tell you that AA is the only reason they're alive and sober today. For some people, it's, I need a fellowship of people who don't drink. They will, I will not have to worry when I'm around them that anyone will pull out a bottle or offer me a drink and they will specifically support me in that goal of mine. You can walk into a meeting feeling very, you know, just down on yourself and destitute, and then you see somebody who, who is like you now, but they're doing great. And, and, and they, they may tell their story of, you know, I was, uh, you know, drinking and I lost my marriage and, and my job, and you're <laughs> like, oh my gosh, that sounds like me. And, said, and now I'm doing great and I'm in recovery and I you know, pulled things back together with my wife and I've got a good job and I'm close to my kids again. That feels really good. That, that inspires hope. <laughs> what do you think about that? You know, I mean, if you, if you actually look at the statistics of, of Alcoholics Anonymous, it's actually remarkable how many people it helps. It's, it's obviously a worldwide program. I, it, I have family members that been going, right. been going to since I was born. Right. Some people will call it a, uh, a springboard to a spiritual life. It, it, it's an introduction for people to what a spiritual life would, would look like. Because before that, they're just in a completely uh, lost physical world. Uh, lost in, in, in the physical world, you know? And um, so... Obviously, we're not knocking anyone who's trying anything. Well, no. in our in, in our in our, I'm just saying you're pitiful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not knocking you. Yeah, but and I know I know friends, I know family members who have some of them really been going to since I was a teenager. Well, yeah. since I was in my twenties, right? Some of the, I know people who still go there. Yeah. I mean, if it was a if it was a medicine that was put out into the world that had the success rate that Alcoholics Anonymous does, right. it would be remarkably unprecedented. And so you say it has a success rate, meaning that uh, oh, Nick, uh, Nick said smoking that pot is all part out in the water bottle. It's all part of the ritual. It is very ritualistic. <laughs> um, we love our rituals. If uh, and so. Why do you call it success rate if they have to go for years and then they are afraid to be around other people who do drink and they have to have other people around them that don't drink? How is that success? I mean, the amount of people who go to Alcoholics Anonymous and end up becoming sober. It's for that specific purpose. So as far as their overall spiritual life, I can't really speak to that. But as far as staying No, I'm just from, saying how is that success if they have to still go to the program for a lifetime and they're afraid to be around anyone else that's drinking? Yeah, su- how success, is that might, success? success might not be the right word for it. but No, they saw it as success. So I'm just trying to understand because I don't understand this all. Yeah, I, mean, I might have used the wrong word. There. No, they call it success too. Oh, in, in the in the video we just played, right? Right, they might have used the w- wrong word too. 
but but why is this the wrong word? I'm just finding. I'm just trying to ask why is it called success if it's something they need for the rest of their life? I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> but you do believe it's successful, right? Um, I don't believe it. It's in the it's in the statistics of of people who go there and become sober. <laughs> I can't speak to their spiritual life. It's just that. But I didn't mention it. I'm just trying to understand the program. And that's the, that's the success that they're talking about is purely becoming sober. Not finding perfect peace or But I wouldn't like think that. of that either. If they're sober, completely sober, why can't they go to a party where somebody else is drinking? I didn't, uh, who said that that's the case? Well, he said in that video... He that, said that they can't go to a party? Well, he said that the one good thing about the program, and I may not be quoting more verbatim, but you're around people that are not drinking. And, and as a result, you, you, you know, you make friends at this program, I guess. And you're around people that's not drinking. So that way you're not tempted to drink. Something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> We're finished listening. Your phone calls a super test when I come back. Back in a moment. You can't run from evil within yourself. Or outside of self. You got to deal with it. And you need good in order to deal with evil. And God is good. You need to return to the Father. And you'll see within you, He will fight the battle for you. And He will fight it without. Because He will show you how to deal with it. And you will have no fear. Love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your might, along with nothing else. Nothing else means yourself, your children, your wife, your things your ego, your reputation, and all that. You can't care about any of that. The children of anger will use it to control you. But if you love God, He will renew your mind, and none of those things will be before Him. And so when they go after you, oh well, you may take my body, you may take my things, but you're not going to take my soul. And that's a true reality. Number one is that we're having fellowship on Sunday for all at 11 a.m. Doors open at 10.30 a.m. Pacific time. And 11 a.m. Pacific time, the meetings start and 2 p.m. Eastern time. You're all invited. And if you're not able to come in, you're not in the LA area, or you are, but you still can't make it, go to rebuildingtheman.com 
slash church, all right? Rebuildingtheman.com slash church. And today at 12 noon Pacific time, a brand new episode of the Fallen State TV. I had a, a very interesting conversation with Joseph Cohn, and he is a British Zionist and founder of the Israeli advocacy, advocacy movement. Watch this. I always love my mama. Next time on The Fallen State. Are you a Zionist? I am the biggest Zionist you will ever meet. <laughs> I put Zionism on my cornflakes in the morning. The Jews control everything. Is that true? There is no Jewish conspiracy. You're certainly not afraid. Your first question was, did I kill Jesus? <laughs> the Inquisition, they literally ripped our flesh off our bodies while we were still alive. If the heart was changed, then there would be no war, period. Most nerve-wracking podcasts I've been on. And I go again. Nazis and jihadis. Amazing. At 12 noon today, Pacific time. All right. Uh, You can support the Father State there at thefatherstate.tv slash donate or on locals.com. So I I just want to finish up this story. It's such an amazing story. And my producer put an amazing little segment together about uh, Alcoholic Anonymous. And it's been around. How long has it been around? You, do you know? Um, I want to say he's one of the experts as well. I'll, I'll make sure, but it's sometime around the middle of the last. Uh, oh, okay. Century. And most people believe that it's successful because they uh, hook you up with a, no, a non-drinking person who is an alcoholic or drug addict, and yeah, it, late 1930s. Okay. Yeah. Wow, it's been around a long time. See, I told you. I know people who have been a part of the program for years. Yep. And they it's interesting too. They they still call themselves an alcoholic. Well, that's that's the part of this segment that I found most interesting when comparing Alcoholics Anonymous to your message, for example, is you know, at at no point, as far as I know, I've never been to a meeting, but as far as I know, at no point do they say, you know, this is not you. In fact, there's certain of the 12 steps <laughs> that talk about your wrongs uh, in life, how you've done wrong. Uh, you know, and you have to you know, make amends for those wrongs that you've done. But what I don't understand is because I'm black and slow. Why do they, <laughs> why do they call it success? If you are scared to be around another person that's drinking, even at a party or in at home, I guess, or anywhere, how? Because if you no, if it's a success, that means that you could be working at a liquor store and not take a drink. Yeah, I mean, I can't speak for everybody who's ever been in the program. I can't say that everyone who's in AA has is is scared to be around people who drink. I know people who have been in AA for a long time. They're around people who drink all the time, right? And it's not a problem. They, they, because it, it's it worked for them, right? Okay, here are uh, some. They have like a twelve step program, right? Right. And here are the uh, twelve steps. Uh, this is for more than rehab. Step one: We admitted we were powerless over alcohol; that our lives had become unmanageable. Step two came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. 
Step three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Step four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Step five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Step six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all of these defects of character. Step seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Step eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Step nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible. Step 10, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Step 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And step 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and practice these principles in all our affairs. Amazing. And you say? Um, I say that obviously it takes you through a some sort of a process where you have to, uh, in earnest, go through each of these steps, and at the end you have a spiritual awakening. Um, and the steps that I wanted to focus on in terms of um, our you know, presentation of this is number three and number five. Number three is made a decision to turn our lives over to God as we understood him. Right. So, you know, it is, it's a good thing. You know, they do talk about God in, um, in AA, which might be different than other recovery programs where they use all these big words right. and, you know, tell you that you're this, that, or the other thing. In AA, they actually encourage you to look to a higher power. Um, but at the same time, you could say that made a decision to turn our lives over to God as we understood him. Uh, his ways are not our ways. You know, it's not, it's not encouraging people to try to understand God is like trying to put out a fire with gasoline. It's like <laughs> talking, it's true. like, it's like people who have anxiety and they worry about their anxiety. It's like, um, trying to understand him might be more frustrating than, um, yeah, I heard that, uh, uh, Made a decision to turn our lives over to God as you understood. Nobody understand God. Yeah, it says it right there in the, in the scripture. Yeah, Isaiah 5, 55, right? Isaiah 55. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. That's so deep and so true, but so misunderstood by people. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways. And then Proverbs 3 said, do not lean on your own understanding. So mess. Yeah, so th- this might be one of those situations where people, you know, think about God as they understand, th- or understand him, and they're sort of setting up their own standards for themselves. They're setting up their yeah. own boundaries. And when you do that, you're bound to, um, you're bound to, to fall. Fall yeah. into the bottle. Right. You're bound to fall into the bottle. Some people. <laughs> yep. And they don't just use this for alcohol either. This 12-step program is used for all other types of drugs too, narcotics. They use the same 12 steps for all types of recovery programs. Is it, do you know if the program are free? Is it free? 
Yeah. Oh, it is? Yeah, it's free. And maybe in some states it's not, but in, in, in a lot of states it's, it's completely free. Is it like going to church? A little, actually, a little bit. Yeah, it's like a fellowship. That's oh yeah. Why, like the guy said, you're in a, you're in a space where you're with other people who have been through similar things, and you're able to fellowship with them in an anonymous, in an anonymous way. Obviously, it's your face, but you don't have to use your your last name. You're just Greg. You're just you know Stacy. Right. Um, Amazing. But like you always say, you know they do encourage you to say, "I am an al- I am an alcoholic." As long as you say that, you go always be an alcoholic. You know, you're justified by your words and you're condemned by them. Yeah. It might, you know, it might just be a way of of getting people to be honest about their problem. You know, at first. Um, There's nothing wrong with that. But but the other step (laughs) that I thought was interesting. Okay. Was number five. Admitted to God, to ourselves and to another human being. The exact nature of our wrongs. This is related again to the to the um, the fact that they never say it's not you. This is it's never been you. It's not you. It's <laughs> right. never been you. Yeah, because uh, we've never done. We've, we have never done wrong. Isn't that amazing that they have you, or not just anonymous, anonymous, but they have you admitting to doing wrong where you never have done wrong in your whole life, can't do wrong, won't do wrong, ain't gonna do wrong, and they tell you admit to something like that. Yeah. And, you know, I've, like I said, I've never had experience with this particular program. But if it gets you to start, at least start examining your life, you know, the steps might not be completely, completely perfect. It might not have a 100% success rate. Might not, whatever, you think? Whatever that means. But no, I don't know. But at the end of the day, if it gets you to at least start looking at yourself and start examining your life, um, that's a good thing. Um, one guy doesn't think AA works right I guess he went through it did he go through the program he had um, and this is a testimony from a a lifelong uh, alcoholic someone who just one at least one person who doesn't agree with the uh, program but in all honesty no matter how great the program is or any program really if if it works or not, you can always find people that's not going to work for, and they're going to walk away and say, "Oh, it doesn't work," and they don't tell you they didn't put the work into it, they didn't do this and do that. They just blame the program for not helping them. Of course, yeah. And he talks about you know his, where it comes from too. He, he talks about his parents in this clip. Uh, oh, too. this guy does. Yeah. So I don't know about him, but I just know people are going to always find some fault in something. Um, this is from soft white underbelly. Watch this. My parents got divorced when I was around two. Uh, he came back to the States. Uh, he was actually exited from the military because of mental illness. Uh, my mother happens to be mentally ill, too. So for the 12 years he wasn't there, I grew up, especially in Germany, alcohol is a big culture. It didn't even occur to me that my mother was self-medicating. And by the time I was 12 years old, I was already drinking, too. I went to an AA meeting once. You know what I felt like when I left? I actually wanted to drink even more. <laughs> and that's exactly what I did. I went to the nearest liquor store and bought a drink. 
because just sitting in that environment was so depressing and took so much emotion out of you that it actually was draining and I needed a drink. I almost felt like I had to restore myself. So the place that should have helped me actually made me want to drink even more. Amazing. But just because it didn't work for him, that doesn't mean the program doesn't work. No, and there's a lot of common sayings that they use in Alcoholics Anonymous. One day at a time, um, progress, not perfection, uh, let go, let God. Right. You know, there are a lot of common sayings that yeah. might have some overlap with with some of the stuff, um, you know, we, we might tell people. And so, once again, when they say it's successful, it just means that people, there are people who take the, go through the program and they stop drinking. Right. 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 Okay. It's a, yeah. It says nothing about, you know, anything beyond that. That's the purpose of the program. Nice. Is to get you sober. Right on. You know, beyond that, it's, it's really, it's, it's really up, up to you. Uh, my, my favorite, one of these sayings that I love, that I've heard from this program, uh-huh. they say... Your best thinking got you here. You know, for pe- for people who oh, say, isn't that interesting? Meaning that, what do you mean by that? They say, like, you know, you can't think your way out of this, in, in other words. So they say, you know, if you think that you can think your way out of this, just right. know that your best thinking got you here. Oh, okay. That got makes you, sense. Got you where you are. Right on. And nice. One more interesting thing. Okay. One more interesting thing is that some people say that these sayings that they have in Alcoholics Anonymous that they ask you to keep on your mind, some people say that they're very cliche, that they're very, you know, co- common and cliche. But the more cliche they are, the more true they are. So one day at a time is something everyone says all the time. It's, right. it's cliche, right? But that's that's one of the tr- that's one of the truer yeah. ones than any than any that's of them. Right. It's like the more cliche it is, the more true it is. That's right. That guy that we just played that said it didn't work for him, he looked like he had parents' issues. He didn't forgive yeah. his mama. Right. He got some other issues he needs to deal with as well. Right. It's right. all right. Right. Amazing. Well, I wish y'all well with the alcohol. I remember saying, I didn't, I, re- I remember. I remember uh, somebody just sent me a text. <laughs> My friend. But I think just to keep in mind that it's the not... The that I said, your mama. <laughs> <laughs> what? I think just, just to keep in mind that it's that it's not you would be the one thing that, as far as I know, is is not a part of AA that should be. Right. Absolutely. You know, that's that's the, the part that, uh, yeah. Nice. Well... Um, it's an amazing story. Thanks. Thanks. And I, I hope it works for them and whatever it takes. My friend wrote me a note about alcoholic number and what he wished for the people, but it's too long. I can't read all this. You want me to read it real quick? Let me see. Okay. I just want to make sure he didn't put it in his personal business yeah. in there. 1935. He puts uh, AAA 
AAA started, but it's just AA. Uh, and 19- not AA, AA, yeah. that's the car service, that's the man. car service. What? Uh, 1935, AA started. Hopefully, the AA group stays away from parties that include drinking for the same reason that I do. Um, I believe that me being around them gives them the feeling of acceptance. I don't want to encourage anyone, but I'm okay with seeing an example uh, at limited times. Uh, if there is success in getting people to stop drinking, I wouldn't want to put it down. It's like your ministry. I may take a different approach or may not agree with everything, but you have success. You are reaching people who others would not be able to reach. AA has success too. Can I can I read one more thing? Is he an alcoholic? He sounds like he sounds like he's been to a NAA meeting or two. That's why he can't be around people that are drinking. I, I didn't know he was an alcoholic. I'd never know him to take a drink. He's too holy. Yeah, Are you an alcoholic, my friend? I wasn't clear about that. But uh, last thing. He's like, you don't have to read it too long, too late. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Last thing. Yes. The serenity prayer. Have you ever heard of the serenity prayer? I've heard of it. Yeah. You've heard of it, right? Yeah. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. The courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference between the things that I can change and the things that I can't change. Nice. That's like central. And I may, oh, yeah, that's part of alcoholic number. Oh, that, that's the, that, that is pretty much like uh, the message. One of these days, can we interview like a, either the founder of the program or one of the teachers of the program yeah. or something like that? The founder of the program is dead, but. Um, Eat it! But yeah, I could try to get in touch with someone who runs a program right. or someone who's in the program or something, something like that. Yeah, I'd like to understand it better or more. Yep. Add to what you just told me. Yep, that's a great. Uh, the serenity thing sounds nicer. Yeah, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Serenity. What does serenity mean? Uh, serene, still, stillness, oh. almost. Oh, to let go? Yeah, I'll get you the exact definition. I'm black and slow. Uh, serenity, state of utter calm and unruffled repose or quietude. Do we have a couple, do we have like one more minute? Yes, sir. You're the boss. You're the producer. What uh, the? Well, I've said this on the uh, on the program before, but uh, that poem "Waiting" by John Burroughs. I keep waiting, waiting on the world to change. Yes. Keep on waiting, waiting on the world to change. That one. No, but that's a good one too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what the? Uh, Waiting by John Burroughs. It's a poem. Oh, okay. Do you want to hear it? Yes. Uh, serene, I fold my hands and wait, nor care for wind, nor tide, nor sea. I rave no more against time or fate, for lo, my own shall come to me. I stay my haste, I make delays. For what avails this eager pace? I stand amid the eternal ways, and what is mine shall know my face. 
Asleep awake by night or day, the friends I seek are seeking me. No wind can drive my bark astray, nor change the tide of destiny. What matter if I stand alone? I wait with joy the coming years. My heart shall reap where it hath sown and garner up its fruit of tears. The waters know their own and draw the brook that springs in yonder height. So flows the good with equal law onto the soul of pure delight. The stars come nightly to the sky, the tidal wave onto the sea. Nor time, nor space, nor deep, nor high can keep my own away from me. Amazing. Who's that? John Burroughs. Right on. Very nice. Yep. Deep. Deep, right? Yeah. Amazing. Nice. Yeah, so... Well, I wish the people at the program well. Right. That's all the program. Yeah, no matter what program you're in. Right. uh, Whatever is meant for you uh, can't be stopped. That's right. It will come to you no matter what. Absolutely, man. Right. Amazing. My producer, Sean, and one of the experts here on Jesse Lee Peterson's show. Let me take a quick break. When I come back, go straight to your calls and super chats. Hake is coming in with the hate news, not the fake news, but the hate news. And I'll be back in a moment. Now, I totally disagree with the way things are going, but you can't be angry because that's what the enemy wants. He wants to control you. They do things to make you mad so they can control you. It's like being married. And the wife would do things to make you mad or she would do things to make you feel good. And men do that to women too when they want something from the woman, especially sex. They'll make her feel good or they'll make her angry. And the woman's going to have to say, you don't want to be angry. You want to speak up. You want to disagree with what's going on. It's wrong. But do not be angry. Then you won't have fear. You won't have doubt. You won't have worries. You'll be able to see. But you got to stay away from anger. That's why you must forgive your mothers and your fathers so that you can overcome the spirit of anger. It's a spirit and it's wicked. Nothing good in anger. Because it has no love, folks. You need love to defeat evil. And love is not a weakness. It's a strength. It's from God. It's his nature. A whole lot of mess going on in the world. Am I right? This is the end of hour one of the Jesse Lee Peterson Show. It is Express Yourself Friday, January 5th, 2023 AD. I'm James Hake. Uh... And I'm back. Thanks to Nick for filling in for with the Nick news because Hake was sick news. Save your money. Call me. Nonsense Network CNN reports. Americans spent a record $222 billion shopping online during the holiday season. This shows that U.S. consumers are spending, supposedly Americans, right? They're not necessarily American. Uh, spending aggressively despite telling pollsters that they have an unfavorable outlook on the economy. I guess they're just giving up. Eat, drink, and marry for tomorrow. Be merry for tomorrow we die. An Iowa murder and assault. CNN and The Skim reports that a uh, community in Iowa, you heard about this from uh, the Anchor Baby yesterday, 
is grieving after a 17-year-old gunman, gun male, gun child, killed a sixth grade student and wounded five others on Thursday at Perry High School. A sixth grader at a high school must have been smart near Des Moines, Iowa. Investigators are working to uncover or cover up the motive of the shooter who was found dead at the school with a self-inflicted gunshot wound, said authorities. At first, gunshots were mistaken as some disruptive noise, a pop balloon, a dropped bag, two witnesses said. But panic and fear quickly spread as faculty and students realized the threat. More than 150 state, federal, and local law enforcement officials converged at the school where they discovered the gun mail, because he's not a man, uh, as well as a rudimentary explosive device. The attack was one of the at least five mass shootings that have unfolded in the United States this year, according to the so-called gun violence archive. Uh, the skim ladies on Iowa, they said it's only four days into 2024, and it was the second school shooting of the year. And the student's first day back from what they call winter break, because they've secularized the school, is taking God out of it. They no longer call it Christmas vacation. Iowa's female governor, Kim Reynolds, a Republican, called the, or a Republican, called the shooting a senseless tragedy. Still, Kim Reynolds rightly signed a law in 2021 allowing people to buy and carry handguns in Iowa without a permit. Good, huh? So maybe they didn't have to be defenseless. The female president of a U.S. national gun violence prevention organization, a deceptive euphemism, it's not what it is, it's anti-Second Amendment, Brady Campaign, formerly known as Handgun Control Incorporated, said, she tweeted, New Year, same horror. Uh, Sister suffragettes died. Uh, The wife from Mary Poppins uh, CNN reports, rest in peace, Glynis, G-L-Y-N-I-S, Glynis Johns, J-O-H-N-S, the British actress best known for her role in 1964's Mary Poppins. She's dead. She was 100 years old. Not too bad. Starring alongside Julie Andrews, who was Maria Von Trapp and Mary Poppins, Dick Van Dyke, the liberal, <laughs> and David Tomlinson, uh, this Glynis Johns lady played Mrs. Banks, the feminist icon who sang Sister Suffragette in the Oscar-winning film Mary Poppins. The cause of death has not yet been determined, but she was 100 years old. So congratulations and rest in peace. Little Rocket Man has been firing uh, around 200 artillery rounds, uh, according to according to CNN. North Korea fired off on the West Coast today in a move that South Korea called a provocative act. The shells landed in a maritime buffer zone, did not harm any civilians, though it's heightened tensions on the Korean Peninsula. Last time North Korea fired rounds into this No Hostiles Act zone was in 2022, also under the sleepy, corrupt, crooked Joe Biden administration, because President Trump had him behaving little rocket man and a storm's uh, blowing through a substantial storm is forecast to hit the northeast and mid-atlantic this weekend so watch yourselves you people back east i'm james hake now back to jlp hour two